Are you an entrepreneur, influencer, or expert in your field? Did you know that speaking is one of the highest paying professions in the world? Download my free PDF checklist on how you can become a highly paid speaker. Go to jamieabbott.com forward slash speaker guide. Welcome to Perfect PR with Jamie Abbott. Well, my guest today is Melissa Histon. Mel, she is a woman on a mission to give women a voice. Breast cancer and a trip to Nepal led to Mel creating the Sister Code events and community of wonderful women that supports and empowers other women in May 2014. In January 2016, Mel founded the charity Got Your Back Sister, which empowers women to thrive after leaving domestic violence. Mel was named Newcastle Woman of the Year, that's Newcastle here in New South Wales, Australia, and was a finalist in the Newcastle University Alumni Awards during 2017. In a further bid to lift and give women a voice, Mel launched the Hey Soul Sister podcast in September 2019. Whether it's building a house for the homeless in Nepal, interviewing inspiring women from around the globe, or creating domestic violence community campaigns, Mel knows that true change can only happen when we all stand together and boost each other. Welcome, Mel. Thank you, Jamie. So great to be here. Oh, it's fabulous to have you here. I've been a guest on your podcast. Yes. It was probably, oh, was it over 12 months ago now? I think it would have been because you were breastfeeding. That's right. I, t- I still am. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> My son's almost two now. I haven't really changed much. So cute, though. I've been watching your social media photos of the two little boys. I'm like, they are the cutest little fellas ever. They are cute. They're a handful, though. <laughs> That's probably why I look like I've aged 10 years since do, I saw you. Do they egg each other on? They do. They're only 18 months apart. So they do, they're naughty together. (laughs) But look, I'm really excited to have you on because you have just achieved so much. And I think back to nine years ago when I started my business and you had won, I think, one of my public speaking session courses. I think you were an award winner in a charity event. Maybe it was the the, the Divas on the Green event. No, so it was a helicopter fundraiser. We're over in the hangar and I remember I saw your voucher to do your course and I was like, I totally need to, to do that course. I need to learn how to public speak properly. And there was me and another woman and we were like both kind of like, you know, almost shouldering each other out the way to get it. And I was like, I'm getting that course. And I did. And, you know, I was so glad that I did it. It really helped me. Oh, that's nice to hear. And look, that was nine years ago now. So tell me about your public speaking journey before that and then since then. Well... I, I think of my, okay, my public speaking journey kind of started when I was in year six reading little palm cards about Henry Lawson, the poet, which was kind of really not great or in, in exciting at all. It's funny, I spoke recently at an event and I was talking about what I consider the beginning of my public speaking journey. And it's when I was actually at uni and I was living over in Broome at the time and I was finishing my degree off over there. And I was approached by a local businesswoman. There was a small women's business, you know, networking group over there. And a woman, a businesswoman approached me and she said, look, we'd really like you if you could come and speak at our networking event. We're really interested in, you know, how somebody not from Broome has come to Broome and is studying and why you came here and, you know, what what your hopes and dreams and things are. And I remember I said yes straight away, but I was so nervous. I was, and especially because it was, 
you know, business women and I was doing a business degree. So, you know, I'm looking at these women that I think are superheroes <laughs> going, oh my God, I have to kind of like put three, you know, put something together. And, the stakes and, were high. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So I wrote up my speech and I spent all week practicing it. I walked around the house and I, I memorized it and I literally could have vomited before giving this talk, this speech. But I went and did it and I was so glad I did. And it's funny because I, I remember thinking I wanted to pull out, but I had this gut feeling going, no, one day you are going to have to potentially speak in public. And if you do this now in front of these, these small group of businesswomen and you nail it, then that's something you can always go, yeah, I did that and I did it well. And so I remember pushing through those nerves and literally I had memorized <laughs> every word and said it out loud without looking at my notes because I did not want to read it. I just wanted to pretend I was like, look cool and calm with it all. Uh, and it went really well. Oh, that's great. Look, you yeah. haven't looked back since then. Now you're this professional speaker. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about professional. Sometimes I feel like a complete doofus. So I'm just swinging it. But it's interesting because I have learnt to I, I have to prepare. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like my number one tip I always give everyone. Even if you are a really experienced speaker, top CEOs, they'll still rehearse before they do any speaking engagement. Yeah. So it's good to hear that. Well, you know what's really funny? So I was reading Michael Singer's book. Have you heard The Surrender Experiment? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's really great. So he he tells this amazing story of his life about how he you know discovered that he had the inner voice talking and chattering in his head all the time. So he discovered meditation and yoga and everything. And he decided that he was going to just surrender to the universe, surrender to life and just say yes to things that happened. So he ended up becoming a university lecturer and he said that he would kind of like, you know, do his meditation yoga and just go to the universe. Okay. So just what it is, just download whatever it is I need to say to this lecture theatre full of students. And I remember reading that going, I'm so going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. (laughs) So I shouldn't even read the book then. (laughs) Prepare people. (laughs) Prepare. Yeah, that's great. And so obviously you, I've seen you speak so many times in the last couple of years. Is it second nature to you now or do you still get nervous having to just jump up, sometimes with no warning in front of any audience? I still get nervous. I'll be honest with you. I did my very first webinar masterclass as a guest speaker for Business Chicks just last week and I had never done that before and I was so freaking nervous. They sent me the questions and I wrote down the answers in advance, you know what I mean, so that I kind of knew what to do. I did my preparation but I was really nervous and I still get nervous now. But the good thing is because I've done so much speaking now that I was in a situation recently where someone literally handed me the microphone and said, okay, tell us about blah, but I could get up and I could hold my own and I could do that in that moment. So, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the more you speak, the better that you get and can can pull it together, you know, at the last minute. Speak up, be confident, discover your perfect public speaking self at jamieabbott.com. One of the topics, or probably the main topic that you do talk about is your fabulous charity, Got Your Back Sister. Tell me about why you set it up. Actually, I do remember walking into the Hunter, we're at the TAFE in, in Hamilton here 
in Newcastle a couple of years ago and I was walking from the car park in and I said, what are you up to these days? And you said, I'm actually thinking about starting a charity. And I thought, wow, that sounds really hard. Like it just <laughs> sounds so far beyond my reality at that point. And now look at it. It's just so well known, not only in Newcastle, but New South Wales and Australia. Tell me about why you set it up and what it's all about. Yeah. So it's so interesting because I was never socially aware ever. As a, as a teenager or a young woman, I'll be honest with you, I look at all these young girls now that are so socially aware and I go hats off to you because I was not. But, you know, it was it was the trip to Nepal. I went over there and was part of a small team who were making a documentary about the sex trafficking of Nepali women and children. So I just heard these horrendous stories of abuse and rape, torture, young girls being kidnapped and drugged and smuggled over, you know, trafficked over to the border to India, just horrendous stories of abuse. And I really really coming back to Australia I just felt compelled to do something and in a way that I never have before I really did and it and it wasn't the charity straight away because I I I was like I I don't know what I can do to help Mm. but I was like okay well I can write and I can take photos and I can organize events so it started doing that for two years and then I registered got your back sister but it was because of that I was like well women in our own community are experiencing abuse but I just felt compelled to do something after hearing all these horrendous stories and it's interesting because I go got your back sister and the work we do fills my cup and fills my soul in a way that I never would have thought that it could. And what sort of work do you do for those who are not familiar with the charity? <laughs> what exactly do you do? And I see you on social media, but for someone who's never heard of it, what would yeah. you sort of explain what you're all about? So we help women rebuild their lives after they've fled domestic violence. So uh, we're not a, 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 an accommodation service or a refuge, but we get referrals from refuges and other DB services to start off with asking if we can provide furniture and household items to women who are leaving a violent home or a refuge so that they can set up their new home free from violence for themselves and their children. But we kind of figured out in year two of the charity that really we wanted to give the hand up, not necessarily just a handout. So over the last five years, we've created a whole range of programs around helping women rebuild their confidence and self-esteem because that's a, you know, for many women, the trauma they've experienced absolutely knocks their sense of self-worth and confidence. We now partner with RTO to deliver education and training, so uh, which is a pathway for those women to get employment so that they're not living on or below the poverty line. That's amazing. Yeah, we do work in schools, educating kids around healthy relationships, run self-defence classes. We run cooking classes. Wow. How to cook food on the budget. So the women come and cook and then sit down and have lunch together. That's so rewarding. And you've got a shop front as well. I've driven past that in Newcastle. Yes. Well, as a non-government funded organisation, we're always looking for ways to raise funds to deliver the services that we can. So we started an op shop about, oh, it was literally two weeks before the COVID lockdown hit in 2020. (laughs) We started a retail shop. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that that delivers an income stream for us and, and we have really great quality clothes at a great Wow. Well, most people in Newcastle and New South Wales, Australia, where we live, know about the charity because it's so high profile. You do amazing things. You're always on the TV. You're always leading marches through the city, Newcastle Knights football matches. (laughs) So talking about PR and marketing, how have you used PR and marketing strategies to raise the profile? And then, of course, the flow on effects from that, or you get more donations, more volunteers. How, How have you kind of used those strategies to lift the profile of Got Your Back Sister? 
Look, one of the most important things that I believe that right from the beginning that it was important for Got Your Back Sister to do was to engage community. The good thing is because I do have a marketing and communications background, you know, I've had experience in terms of events, branding, connecting with people, messaging as well. So I'm kind of really fortunate that I have an understanding of that and, and how to communicate with people. But it's really important engaging community, communicating with community, which is PR and marketing. And, and so the reason why, you know, I, we set out to do that was because domestic violence, I say, thrives in silence. And traditionally, it's always been something that happens behind closed doors. Mm. So very much, you know, I remember in year one, myself and Belle Smith and Alexandra Joy, we all got together and we're like, you know what, we, we really need to develop PR um, communication strategies that engage community. So that was holding rallies, that was creating videos that we could share out on social media to get our message out there. So, you know, in addition to engaging community and getting community to come and be a part of that message so that people who are experiencing domestic violence, they know that it's not normal, it's not okay, and that we're there and other services are there to provide support to them, but also to get our brand out there because, you know, we we want people to come and do our programs. We want DV organisations to refer clients to us and we also want to fundraise. So for us, it's been quite strategic. Yeah, it's interesting because I guess being a charity, you wouldn't have a, a huge advertising budget to spend on paid ads, whether it be online, on radio, on TV. So you really have leveraged the power of PR and community, as you say. So word of mouth and getting the community involved to really raise the profile. And social media. Oh, yeah. So yeah. organic marketing through social media rather than paid ads. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and also engaging community groups. So we have a partnership with the Hamilton Hawks Rugby Union Club, which has been awesome. They really pride themselves on being a good family values rugby union club. So we've been a partner with them for, this will be our fifth year now. So, you know, even getting our message out through their members and their players and they embrace us, we embrace them and we support each other. So we like to collaborate on different events and things that are both um, supporting both our purposes. Yeah, that's great. It's a really important message, I think, partnering with people because you're then tapping into their audience, as you said, and their followers. If you're somebody who is looking to scale and you're looking for software that can help you generate more income in your business, look no further than Kajabi. It's an all-in-one platform with products, websites, landing pages, payments, analytics, marketing automation, email, communities, and more. It all just works. You can create courses, coaching programs, membership sites, podcasts, newsletters, and bundles. Enjoy multiple income streams. Get a free 14-day trial at jamieabbott.com forward slash Kajabi. Do you feel like, because, you know, we've just had, uh, there's been some terrible cases in Australia where we've had women who have been murdered, um, one recently in Newcastle at the hands of a partner or ex-partner. Do you feel like you're winning? Do you feel like you're you're helping people or is it just this really hard fight where, you know, you hear stories like that and you think, oh my goodness, we need to do more? How do you feel when you you see things like that in the news? So... It can be a real roller coaster ride sometimes. And it's interesting, you know, hearing that horrific story of that young local girl, you know, that 
touched I think our whole community mm. with what she experienced and you know we're all feeling grief and anger yes anger at the justice at the system, system yeah. oh it, um so whenever we hear those stories and and also women who come to get got your back sister sometimes um you know we hear their stories and they may still be in a violent relationship and it can be tough sometimes to keep going you know it's like you kind of like start to get a bit disillusioned with the world but then a woman will come up and say you changed my life you saved my life. And I go, yes, that's what we're here for. We're here to change lives and to save lives. So, you know, and that's what really keeps us going. That's amazing. So you might not be able to change the world, but you change the world for that one lady. Yeah. And you know, Rosie, our caseworker said to me the other day, and I, I was probably having a moment of like going, oh, then what's going on in the world to Rosie? And she said to me, just remember, we can only help the woman in front of us. Mm, it's so important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just do your bit one bit at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mel. I think if the world had more Mel Histons in oh. it and, you know, people you you associate with all your volunteers, the world would be a much better place. I really do appreciate you coming oh. on to Perfect PR today. And thank you. I can't wait to see what you have in store next. Every time I turn my Facebook on, there's something new that you're, you know, a new march that you're doing, a new event that you're launching or redoing again and just getting building on success every year. And it's just an honour to know you and an honour oh. for you to come on today well, thank you I'm, I'm chuffed now thanks Aww. thanks Jamie <laughs> we'll have you on next season as well okay <laughs> thanks Mel thanks. you're on the way to perfect PR help us perfect our podcast and rate and review it wherever you listen perfect PR with Jamie Abbott